Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show for the week of July 20th. And we welcome Onslaught's Nigel Rocket right here on the program to talk about their upcoming album, Generation Antichrist, which will be released in August. The trash metal band uh, is putting out some good music just for the right timing too. Because when you listen to the lyrics, it will freak you out. All right, coming up next, Nigel Rocket of Onslaught. This and a whole lot more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, transcope. Surgeon, go flight. Econ, we're going flight. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thank you for joining me here on the program. A friendly reminder here, our good friends of Manscaped. If you want to trim your hairs down there, the best thing to get is Manscaped. Visit manscaped.com and use the promo code The Roman Show to get a percentage off your purchase. And wall wash. You hear me talk about it all the time. It's the best soap for your jewels. Leave no stink behind. That's ballwash.com. Use the promo code The Roman Show. You get a percentage off your purchase as well. And uh, make sure you follow us on our socials. That's uh, our Roman Show Media on Instagram and Facebook. And at The Roman Show on Twitter. YouTube, very simple, our Roman 201. Or just visit the website. I mean, it's really the easiest thing you can do. That's the Romanshow.com. That's where you can follow up with previous interviews, uh, podcasts, uh, articles, the whole nine. TheRomanShow.com, that's where it's at. Well, let's kick into gear. Um, lots to talk about. Uh, let me just enjoy here my coffee. It's uh, recording this stuff on a Sunday afternoon. Taking advantage. Uh, the child is asleep. Uh, so... That, <laughs> Trust me, when, when, when you're a father, the opportunities, the time that you have is gold. And you make every every minute count, everything that you do. So to any future dads out there, just keep that in mind. But well, let's talk about UFC 251. Fight Island is under the books. And did it live to, up to the hype? I'd love to hear your opinion, and you can shoot us an email, info at theromanshow.com, or shoot me a tweet, but but really, did it live up to the hype? Now, let's be honest here. Um, George Masvidal getting a title shot against Kamara Usman, this just happened days, days ago, literally. Remember, Kamara Usman was scheduled to fight Gilbert Burns, and uh, Burns got caught with Rona. Masvidal stepped in within six days and took the fight. In fact, he said that he would have been in better shape or in better cardio. In fact, he would have shown his abs. But he took the fight in six-day notice, so he really didn't have a full camp, uh, per se. 
Kamara Usman went on the record and stated that actually the Masvidal and Kamara Usman fight was scheduled to happen some some time in March or April, uh, but it all fell through because of whole coronavirus. It was a five rounder, you know. Kamara Usman using his wrestling. It's no secret he was going to do that. He's a smart fighter. He knows what he has to do to win. And that is what he did. Something that's very upsetting is that the, you know, your new fan, your cool, hip fan that has never seen mixed martial arts calling the fight boring. Well, to all you, you, you bozos that don't know mixed martial arts, it, it's not that it's a boring fight. It's just that when you're a fighter and you know that you're good at your wrestling and that you know that your opponent you supersede him in that department, that you're going to stick to your bread and butter. It's plain and simple. And I see some, some social media posts and about all the stomping going around. Yeah, yeah, you have to do whatever it takes to win, to keep that title. Give credit what credit is due. Kamaru Usman did trade with Jorge Masvidal. Now, he knows the Masvidal could be very dangerous with his hands hence he traded a couple of blows just to test him out and then he went back with his bread and butter of of wrestling because that's what he's that is what he's great he even said himself i'm just a little better than him not to take anything away from masvidal did we expect this this outcome i could have told you yeah i was hoping i was crossing my fingers that maybe we were gonna get a stand-up war but listen you're a champion you're trying to protect and hold what you have. So you better bet your bottom dollar that I'm going to do whatever it takes, whether you like it or not. Floyd Mayweather is a perfect example. Is he the most exciting fighter? No. But is he an awesome defensive fighter? Perhaps better than of all time? Hell yeah. Can't catch that guy. And he's not knocking people out. No. This thing is defense. And he'll run around you and you won't be able to catch him. And that's what makes him good. And that's what makes Kamaru good. Hence, that's the reason why he continues to be the welterweight champion. And honestly, um, it's looking pretty good for him in the welterweight division. I, I, I don't see you got Edwards potentially next. You got Gilbert Burns, of course. He's up in line. Um, now, it could be very interesting with Gilbert Burns because if it goes to the ground, then you definitely don't want to do that. Gilbert Burns will submit you, and he's amazing on the ground. But if you go toe-to-toe, I think that Kamaru would have the advantage here. So I can anticipate here more of a stand-up war between these two because Kamaru knows that he would he's just a little bit better when it comes to the trades. But overall, uh, I thought that it was great. It was a, a great pay-per-view. We, we, we saw pretty much... The last of Paige Van Zant in the UFC. UFC President Dana White stated that she might as well test the free agency. And I don't think she'll be back in the UFC. Let's face it. She just hasn't been a great fighter as of late. And I'm sure that maybe a Bellator could do something with her. You put them about some some opponents. Uh, and not to take anything away from Bellator. But not to the caliber where the UFC is. And that's just what it is. Listen, there's a reason why the UFC lets you go. All right? And it's because they know that 
you're just not gonna cut it here. The reason why there's listen, they're they're the only promo they've been the only promotion to that level that's been producing content. Bellator is nowhere to be found. Uh one FC, I believe now they're gonna come out and, and, and put some fights, but the reason why the UFC is where they are, they gotta deal with the ESPN for goodness sake. Or Disney. If you sign with a mouse, you know you made it. Rosa Nama Junis um, was able to get revenge on Andraj as she defeated her. And, and I agree. I think that Rose Nama Junis, there have been some talks that she should get a title shot against uh, 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 the champion. And yes, I think she should. I think she's well-deserving. Um, that, that fight with Joanna that she lost, I wasn't too 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 convinced. Um, you know, she she just didn't come out the, the type of way that she is, and she she sure as hell uh, showed Andrade the type of fighter that she is. She has a lot of grit, and it'd be a fun fight between her and the champ. One thing that was very upsetting though, Max Holloway got robbed. I mean, you look at that fight. And Max Holloway was doing <laughs> everything and anything against Volkanovski. Uh, and by the way, Volkanovski have said that they would, he would love to have that rubber match, that third fight, just to put an end to it. In, in my book, it's 1-1. Come on, Max Holloway had... Way more, won way more rounds, Balkanovsky. I mean, it is what it is. Let's face it. But as Dana Waits said, you know, the judges got it wrong. Should there be a fight? Yes, I, I, I think there should. It should not be immediately. I think that we should get an opportunity to someone else and probably have Max win another fight. But it was a, it was, it was definitely a takeaway for Max Holloway. And Jose Aldo, controversy coming out of that fight, stating that the referees just let that go way too far. It was quite dangerous. And I could see some some truth to that. Jan was definitely giving it to him, and then there was no way that Jose Aldo was, was going to get out of the position he was in. He was just getting slaughtered, pummeled. And they just let it go too far. But... We have way more fights in Fight Island as we have a rare Wednesday fight card coming up this week. And that is going to be on the 18th. I'm sorry, the 15th with uh, Qatar and Ige in the main event. Then on Saturday, the 18th or Friday, you have UFC Fight Night. Figueredo versus Benavides 2. So we definitely have some great fights coming up. Uh, and that was Saturday, I apologize. And then on the 25th, I'm really looking forward to this one. Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Noguera and Mauricio Hua. Alex Oliveira and uh, Peter Sabata. Gustafson and Verdum. Dobby and Ronson. Great Great, great fight card there. Uh, a couple of guys that have been in the game for a long time. And really excited 
Do we, you know, this is the only sport that has been consistent since this whole pandemic. Hell, in August, it got August 1st, August 4th, August 8th, 11, uh, 15, 16, uh, 22, 25, 29, and I'm, I'm counting here Dana White's contender series, but there's a freaking fight almost every, every more than every, every two, two a week. It's exciting uh, as, as UFC continues to deliver more content for us fans. Really appreciative of that. And we're getting more and more fight cards. Uh, and Victor FC, you know, they, they recently held a fight. Uh, and we're going to get more. Uh, Combat Americas will return now uh, in August, August 28th. So it's looking good for us fight fans. Hell, it's the only sport that has been on, aside from pro wrestling, on TV giving us some free content, or some fresh content for that matter. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it's not the end of George Masvidal. I think that maybe he might get another title shot along, you know, a little late leader. I would pair up Masvidal versus maybe a Connor and get that money fight. Maybe a Kobe Covington, which I think that that Kobe Covington and Masvidal could be somewhat... Similar to the Camaro fight. Although Kobe doesn't love to trade shots, so it'd be pretty interesting to see. But as we continue here in the year, we still got a lot of mixed martial arts and, and we have to be uh, very grateful for it because, listen, NBA hasn't started. Uh, we don't know where the NFL or college football, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Major League Baseball announced they'll be starting uh, later this, this, this month, in July. And so is the NHL. But the UFC has been consistent. And you can't, you, again, you cannot be any more grateful uh, to have some fresh content. Hell, I've even been seeing people that have not been, have never seen a fight. They're now buying the pay-per-views. So it would be a very good thing here for mixed martial arts as it expands. And God knows when we're going to get fans inside an arena. So in the meanwhile, we have to take, we have to enjoy whatever we have. But switching gears here to some um, musical news. The band Great White performed in North Dakota on uh, July 9th. And videos and pictures surfaced online. And when you look at this thing, there is no, there's no practicing here of social distancing. Everyone is just shoulder to shoulder drinking, having a good time. Like if there's no pandemic. Now, the band has come out and apologized and said that they've been working with a promoter and staff to assure safety precautions. In North Dakota, there's a total so far, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, there's 4,243 confirmed coronavirus cases in North Dakota, and a total of 87 people have died so far in the state as a result of COVID-19. 83% of those who have tested positive in North Dakota today have recovered from the virus. Now, an average of 3,700 tests have been conducted where the positivity rate has remained relatively low. 
Now, the pandemic high number of active cases came May 21st when 670, 670 residents were infected. So the numbers are not as big, of course, but you can't compare that to something about New York because of the amount of people that live in North Dakota. Uh, it's not the same. But either way, yes, it's a little bit safer here to, to do a concert because of the current the situation there. Um, but at the same time, you, you, you have yourself a risk. We, we look at the numbers, how they are increasing all over the country and the world. And things like that just kind of put a, put a bruise on things. Uh, because if these numbers keep going up. And there's been some states and, or some cities that are going back to the whole shutdown. So we have to be careful, folks. I know we all want to go out and party and enjoy ourselves. And hell, you have no idea how much I would love to go to a metal concert and get inside the pit. But we have to be patient and just enjoy our virtual concerts. Hell, just the other day, I was watching on YouTube Rage Against the Machine. That's the only way I can enjoy any heavy metal music. On YouTube. Can't go any concerts, guy. Can't enjoy it. But we got to practice the social distancing and the mass to hopefully bring down these numbers. Now, Nigel Rocket of the trash metal band Onslaught from the United Kingdom is releasing their latest album, Generation Antichrist, featuring their new vocalist and I had an opportunity to hear the entire album and I have to tell you that it's quite eerie listening to the lyrics. They wrote it last year before the pandemic and protests and all this crazy stuff that we're having. And I got to tell you, it's pretty freaky. Coming up next, Nigel Rocket of the band Onslaught on The Roman Show. Welcome back everyone uh, to the Roman Show. What an honor it is to have this gentleman here on the program. Nice rocket of Onslaught. Onslaught, uh, a band that uh, wow, has been with the, the, such a history this band has. Been around since the 80s. Such uh, great music. And, and they have now released, they will be releasing on August 7th, Generation Antichrist. And how appropriate it is for this album to drop. With all the things that are going around in the world of the pandemics and here in the States, we got protests, but really that's spread all over the world. But uh, Nash, thanks so much for your time and speaking to us. I, I got to tell you, I, I've listened to the album. I've had the uh, exclusivity, right, of listening to it. And um, wow, it's just, uh, it's amazing stuff. I know it's it's been in the work for some time. You guys teased it back in 2018. You released a, a song last year, and now, well, we got the full album. So congratulations on that, and welcome to the Roman Show, Nigel. Thank you, Rome. Uh, great to be here. Great to talk to you, and I hope everybody's well, or as well as we can be. <laughs> That's all we can do, Nigel. So, Nigel, uh, Generation Antichrist, uh, appropriate name, uh, an appropriate time to come out. Uh, we're currently, we're, we're battling this pandemic, uh, here in the United States. As I said, we have, uh, protests in the streets. You know, how ironic that this, did you guys drop this album during this time? I, as I mentioned earlier, you had teased it back in 2018. I know you had some, some changing in the band with, with the vocalist, but did you guys do this on purpose, dropping it in August? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's just kind of spooky, yeah. It's, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, reading some of the lyrics on the album um, and, and what is going on, it's, it's, it's almost like we had, like, foresight into this, you know. Um, it's very, very bizarre. Um, I mean, obviously, these songs were written um, mostly last year, so um, kind of before the pandemic hit. <laughs> but, man, how relevant it is now. It's, it's really, really freaky. It sure is. And, and, and listening to some of the lyrics is like, Wow, this is exactly the same stuff that's happening right now. Now, here's my question. I know that Dave Garnett uh, is your new vocalist now. Uh, Cy Kyle Keeler is not avail- is not with you guys anymore. When you yep. wrote this stuff last year, did you write it with Cy, and then Dave just took over from there, or did you guys modify with the lyrics? How did that come about? Because you, I guess, you formally announced Dave being part of the group now this year. Yeah, I mean. I- Nothing really changed in that aspect because I, I always write the lyrics and, and the vocal lines anyway. Um, it's something I've always done. Um, so, so I never ever sort of contributed in, the, in that way at all. Um, he was always happy that, with what I did and happy to work that way. So that's how we worked, you know. Um, so when, when Dave came in, there, there was never going to be any kind of change of, of lyrical stance or have to change any lyrics or anything like that or, or even the vocal melodies, you know. Um, it was all set there for him, ready, and and he just stepped in and and did a great performance. Uh, I must say, um, obviously, it was a slight concern how it was going to turn out, you know, um, right before or right halfway through the, the recordings, basically, um, and losing somebody of size stature in the band with such a great voice, it was <laughs> it was kind of worry at first, you know, but as, as soon as Dave got into the got into the band and, and started doing his stuff it was like everybody's just sat back and wow this is incredible like, there's a whole new energy a whole new vibe in, in the band now and it's like wow just, let's go to the next level with this um, so yeah I mean it was, uh, it's, it's worked out well in the end but it could have been disastrous so do you yeah, I know you've worked with Dave Pryor uh, in previous times so was it just a, a, a smooth transition overall no, no hiccups uh, along the line well, it, it couldn't have been. It, it was just like <laughs> we've been lucky, as we said. Everything's kind of weird with the lyrics, and, and this kind of thing just fell into place. You know, um, when when we realised that we we had to go separate ways with Sai, um, and Dave had already done a couple of shows with us st- standing in. You know, when Sai couldn't make it, so um, we we knew what he was like live, and we knew how well he handled the old material, which is very mm-hmm. important. Because um, the back catalogs uh, important to us and important to the fans, you know. So that had to be right. I mean, we've had problems in the past with vocalists not being able to handle the um, the older material with, with Steve Grimmett. Um As great uh, a vocalist he is, he, he, he could never really deal with the, the old stuff properly to make it sound how the fans expected it. Um, so we we bear that in mind this time, and that had to be right. So, so Dave was great with that. Um, but as soon as um, we realised what was going on with side, Dave sort of stepped up and said, "Look, guys, I'm I'm here. If, if you want to give me a shot, I'd, I'd love to have a go." Like a massive fan of the band, he he'd done the shows with us, so it was a it was a, the obvious first place to go to. You know, um, so we gave him some demos of the tracks, the new tracks, um, to go away and sort of sing along to, and let us have a listen to see what it sounded like. Came back and it was really really good. 
not not like the vocal performances on the album, but it was real good. You could see the potential was there. So um, we said, let's give it a shot. Um, and we put him in the studio with a producer friend of mine called Pete Hinton, who actually produced the first two Saxon albums. Uh, Wheels of Steel and the other one, I can't remember. But um, yeah, he produced those two albums um, and lots of other things. And he's such a calming influence, you know, and he's very, very, very good in the studio. And he got some amazing performances out of Dave. So it just it just worked out seamless in the end, really. It was incredible. So, so incorrect me if I'm So, Perfect Day to Die, uh, which released, was it last year? Yeah. That, that was Psy. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then Religious, Religious Suicide was. Was Dave and, and it's funny because when you go and you hear this right now that you go to like a Spotify or any of these other streaming services and you can tell the difference the energy yeah. and you're right about that yeah I mean it's uh, I mean Sai si has a huge thick voice with a with a massive range but mm-hmm. Dave's just got this real aggressive edge to his right. voice and it, it's really brought something out in the music it's extra with the production and stuff so but um, yeah we've got a, a new version on the album with with Dave's doing uh, Perfect Day to Die as well so then you can actually get a good comparison between the two vocalists and they're, they're not a million miles apart to be honest which is which is cool for Onslaught because as I said we don't want the old material to, to sound any different than it should be so it's just fantastic for us we were just so lucky to, to fall on our feet and Dave the friend for a long long time so, so we know that the relationship's going to be good when we're on the road and things like that so couldn't have been better now, one of my favorites, uh, in my opinion, here is Empire's Fall, especially with the beginning there. How you build up to the to to, to where the, the the vocal this comes into play kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Little Slayer in there a little bit. It, it's wow. I mean, it, it's just from the build up. Uh, tell us a little bit about Empire's Fall, and I think that that for some reason to me it just comes into play here uh, what, we're, what we're experiencing here in the states with the government I don't know you, you, you quote me I know every artist has a, a different interpretation to, to music yeah it was um, I think it was probably the second track we started work on after um, A Perfect Day to Die you know? um, and it was the last track we finished which was bizarre because I found it it had so many incarnations um many many versions of that song got created before we reached the final one that's on the album because um, generally if, if, if you listen to past onslaught albums the last two in particular mm. we've always got a, a, a track that's kind of different to the rest of the, the songs on the record and, and Empire's Fall was, was that track on this one um, right. we had I think um, Children of the Sand on on the sixth album and Code Black on the sounds of violence on which are kind of different totally different vibes to the to the rest of the song so but so it does really stand out i think there's some orchestrations going on in the in the middle section which gets kind of aggressively mm-hmm. wildly chaotic with everything that's going on there and it's like it took a long long time to work that out and make things work together so when it all came together at the end and the mixes came through it was like wow this is absolutely that is what we've aimed for this, this standout or different track from, from the rest you know um, and lyrically yeah I mean again it just it just fell into place with what's going on um, with with what you're seeing on the streets and, and what's going on within the governments um, very bizarre it's, it's the same with, with um, 
the trap by down to the clowns as well. It's just become so relevant over the past few months of what, what's going on. It's, it's really spooked me out, to be honest. As, as a lyricist, as a musician, you know, I've, I've always heard that the best music comes where you're experiencing something personal or something that we see uh, surrounding you all the time. Is this, is, this, is this pretty much a good time for just lyricists, you know, writers, musicians to really put some good music out there? But when you look at times, I mean, we go back to the Beatles, you know, during the time the '60s, where hell everything was going on, right? You had the hippies, yeah. and you had uh, wars, and so forth. You think we're at that state? We're going to get some good music here because we 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 need that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've we've started. I mean, I've, I've started compiling ideas for the next album already because obviously <laughs> we have plenty of times on our hands at the moment with no shows and what have you. Already, I'm putting things together, and obviously, it's it's based on now of a lot what's going on actually living through it as opposed to the generation antichrist album was kind of pre-pandemic and stuff mm -hmm. even though it's sort of really sort of picturing or imaging what's going on now but the, i think the new ones uh, what i'm working on at the moment has got the potential to be even more uh, kind of nasty and aggressive with with what we're faced with at the moment so yeah it's definitely a, a great time for um fuel for the lyrical fire Now, of course, we don't know exactly we're touring and in, in, in concert. We, we don't know what the outcome is, but uh, when that time comes around uh, to tour this album, any particular place that you guys plan to visit that you, you probably haven't performed in that you're looking to forward to? Um, well, obviously, we, we've lost all our summer festivals this mm -hmm. year, which is a, a big blow. Yep. Um, we were also um, planning for US-Canada tour for October, November. Um, which is a huge blow to lose that because all the work visas were, were arranged already um, everything like that South America obviously was, was in the pipeline too um, so and Europe and the UK so we, we've got four tours to, to kind of reschedule straight away um, which we're trying to work on now to, to try and be ahead of the game um, but we're, we're, we're so fortunate as a band that we, we've actually played in almost 70 countries now around the world so there's It's a bucket list we have now. Um, and on the top of that list is Australia and India at the moment. Those are the, those are the two countries that we haven't hit, which are big countries that we, we're really keen to get to soon, you know. So, um, But obviously our main, main territories come first, and, and that's what we're currently working on. So who knows when it's going to be? Um, we may have to release another album before that. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it carries on the way it is, but... Um, We're trying to stay ahead of the game, you know. We're, we're putting the album out, so the album's going to be out there ready as soon as the touring starts. And I know a lot of bands have kind of delayed their records, right? And and what have you? But we didn't think that was a good idea. We we thought let's get it out there, let's give the fans some new music to listen to and uh, some new fans for music to listen to, as nobody's got shows and stuff. So it could be a good time. I mean, Testament have put theirs out, Lamb of God put theirs out. So there's obviously reasoning behind doing that. So. Let's just say it pays off for us as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't understand too why some of the bands are holding back because it, it, it gives it an opportunity for the fans to marinate the music. You know, Lamb of God, just like you mentioned, they were they were scheduled to do a summer tour and that pretty much just got down the gone down the drain until next year. But yeah. you're right. Uh, it's a great opportunity for fans to really simmer in and understand the music and feel it out. And when they see it live, heck, they might even see new tracks because another album will come around. Uh, yeah. 
but 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 with with trash matter you know so great man and it's so good that you guys are still doing it and keeping this this type of genre alive but but on your hand do you do you have you uh do you keep in tune as far as some of the new bands that are coming along as you know new metal seems to be the the thing now um do, do you listen to any of those the, the, the bands the new stuff not the trash metal but the new metal and if you do you have any favorites if so no, not to be. If I'm perfectly honest, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I do like uh, I do like some of Lamb of God, of course, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, um, because they're probably the the nearest thing to a a modern day thrash metal band, if you like. Right. At the moment, they're doing right. something different, but it's still got that attitude and and aggressive energy, you know. Right. Uh, but the way I look at it, it's just uh, the bands from our generation are still putting out some great music, and that's that's what I like to listen to, you know. Um, Testament putting out some great music. Um, you look at all the bands; they're, they're they're really on form at the moment, which is very cool. Um, and I still listen to a lot of punk music as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm still pretty old school in my in my taste, and that, that, that's where we come from. And it's still happening, you know. And now, Nigel, on your on your side, on a personal level, I, I understand uh, you're a good football or soccer supporter, and and even playing and managed teams. But something that grabbed my attention is here that the, you run a construction company uh, that renovates old buildings specializing in work for the disabled. That's uh, that's some pretty interesting things that you do. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I come from a family of construction workers anyway, so it was kind of in my blood from like a little kid because I used, used to go to work with my father on Saturday mornings when I wasn't at school and he'd take me into work with him and... My uncle and my brother did it as well, so it was it was kind of something I was always going to get into um, on leaving school, um, and then I discovered music, so I kind of kind of disappeared from it for a little while. Um, but it it was always there, you know. Um, and obviously, when when the band split the first time, um, I went back into doing that and kept it going ever since. Obviously, sort of um, learning new skills along the way. So now. now pretty accomplished at what we can do we can do a lot of different things and in this particularly great doing the the disabled kind of works you know because you because you see you're making a big difference in somebody's lives you know? and it's um very rewarding when you when you you when you can help somebody um, a massive amount who particularly can't get out of their house and that and things like that you know so that's, it's it's kind of a cool job to do apart from aside from being a musician it sure is and, and thank you for that for helping those in need so, Nigel, I want to thank you so much for your time here. Again, Generation Antichrist, available August 7th on uh, your favorite streaming service. You can listen to Religious Suicide, available already on, uh, on, on your favorite streaming service or on YouTube. There is a video as well that's out there. So, Nigel, thank you so much. Looking forward uh, uh, to seeing you sometime, someday on the road. Uh, yeah. you, you guys are not doing that virtual concert, right? Because I pretty much have had it with those things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't think it was right for us. It's, um, fresh, fresh metal needs the interaction between the band and the fans, you know. And it's just no. Nah, I don't think it's for us personally. So. <laughs> or or a drive or a driving uh, concert, drive through concert. <laughs> well, if you can imagine, like a one of those. Um, Derby things where they crash all the cars, it might be like that. That's I was about thing. to tell you, like bumper cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only way that could happen. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it. I'm, I'm cars. 
That would replace the uh, the mosh pit, right? The bumper cars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we'll be practicing social distancing, just you know, <laughs> hanging each other, getting whiplash. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't think about whiplash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and trashed. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Dash, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Again, everyone, August 7th, Generation Antichrist by Onslaught. It's been a while, and they released some, some fresh uh, content. So make sure you go ahead and, and headbang yourself away and, and rock it. I myself was jamming to it while I was working out. And... Um, Thank you for the good music, Nigel, and look forward to seeing you out on the stage very, very soon. Thank you, Ralph. Great to talk to you later. Thank you, Nigel, uh, for joining us here on the program. Make sure you catch Generation Antichrist when it comes out on your favorite streaming service. As they will be putting that out on August 7th, Generation Antichrist. They have put out great records such as Power from Hell, In Search of Insanity, Sounds of Violence, Killing Peace, and a whole lot more. Check out Onslaught right now on your favorite streaming service and check out the latest single from that album religious suicide kicking into uh other thoughts here got to check out the new seether album and that will also be coming out later this well not later this year but actually on august 28th and the new album cvis pasem para belem is quite heavy They've already released their first single, Dangerous. But guys, whenever you have an opportunity to get this stuff when it comes out on August 28th, please do so. Because, boy, that album is just what the doctor ordered, especially during these times. I definitely give it a five thumbs there, or five thumbs, <laughs> two thumbs up uh, for Seether's latest album, which will be released August 28th. I don't want to ruin it to you, but it's a lot heavier than their and their old stuff. I'll tell you that much. Checking out here into pro wrestling. Um, you know, as you know, NXT was defeated, or sorry, defeated AEW again. AEW won the demos, the 18 and to 45. Uh, and Chris Jericho is, is, is just raising the roof and saying, oh, we we might have not won the overall rating, but we won the demos, the key demo ratings, which are important for advertisers. But I, I think I've said this before, and I don't, I don't think it's the pandemic. I don't think it's the lack of fans. It's just, there's been something missing here um, in wrestling. It's, and now with WWE, with their Extreme Rules pay-per-view next week, with all these these gimmick matches, eye for an eye, a swamp match match. Whatever happens to some good storytelling and some good wrestling. Lately, is just I, I I don't know if I'm watching a Netflix show or 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 what the hell. Something is up these people's asses. I was just listening to Jim Cornette the other day, and, and, and he, he, he himself was puzzled. 
And it's about time that we have some competition such as AEW, but let's face it, man. People are, they're just, they're not doing things, in my opinion, to to capture my attention. I, I, I try to enjoy it. I enjoy as much as I can, but I find myself not sitting on the couch for three hours or two hours, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday anymore. Because I can do other things, it just doesn't doesn't it's not as exciting as it was. I find myself just watching it on the app, uh, on the network, or 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 um or the Xfinity, you know, on demand, and just fast forwarding to the good parts. And they just had, you know, Friday Fest and Great American Bash, two weeks in a row, they faced each other. We have SummerSlam just around the corner. Yeah, we're in the SummerSlam performance. But the bottom line is, someone needs to step up. Something needs to get done. Because the, the fact is that the storytelling, the action has been kind of weak. I don't, I don't know. Creative. is in the pudding, look at the numbers. Remember when we have almost 800,000 watching uh, both AEW, right? 800 for AEW, and I say another 800 for NXT. You're you're not in the millions here. You're, you're still in the thousands. Hell, there's YouTube videos that have more than that. And, and to think all of that, you know, that production that they put into, and the fans just they're MIA. Which goes to show you that something, an edge has been lost in wrestling. That's why they always keep going back to the old guys, the, the Brock Lesnar's, the Edges, the Jericho's, because they had that following. They had, or they knew what to do to bring that attention. Not to knock on the new guys, but something is missing there. That they're, they're they're getting too cutesy with the wrestling and all this cosplay stuff. And, and I find myself just watching, and that's a beauty, other stuff. You know, other other promotions out of the country, uh, like a New Japan that that's that, that that makes that makes it very real, exciting, and and legitimate, to say the least. But hey, that's just my opinion. I would love to hear from you guys. Info at theromanshow.com is the website. I'd like to thank you for joining us here on the program. We're going to catch you next week as we will welcome Trent McCowan. He will be part of the upcoming Titan FC show, which will be held on July 23rd. Let me tell you, Titan FC three shows 
uh, back to back to back during this pandemic. I believe in August we'll we'll be off, but we'll be back in September, October, November, or maybe skip November and go to December. But man, it's been exciting. It has been awesome. And just remember that all the fights you can catch on UFC Fight Pass. But to turn these shows into what they are, considering that we are in this pandemic, is just quite exciting. And I got to tell you here, I'm just not trying to suck up, but I'm excited and, and, and grateful for the opportunity that we can continue to deliver. And how I just found out, combat, um, like I said, Combat Americas will have some shows starting on August 28th. They're going to be doing that in a, in a studio. But... Combat Knight, who is has professional and to me the the top uh, amateur promotion in, in Florida, they too will be having their first show in Orlando, July twenty fifth. So little by little, things are getting back to normal, not to where it was before. They're calling it the new norm. But either way. We continue with ourselves. Just remember, guys, wash your hands, practice the six feet, put on the damn mask, and just don't do nothing dirty. We'll catch you next year right here on The Roman Show next week as we welcome Trent McCowan, who will be in action against Jared Gooden. He's fought for Titanus previously. So looking forward to that action and a whole lot more. Thanks for catching us, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. Thank you.